Burnley standout in a side that's been absolutely woeful if we're truthful with you. Now, he's one of them guys that they need to build a team around him. He's the only guy that looks as if he's like, wants to pull a proper shift in week in, week out. Pretty disgusting, really. I find some of these guys a little bit overrated. If in doubt, go big. You killed me, mate, because uh, that's exactly what I've gone with. I couldn't <laughs> possibly see past Brian Waimeo. Brianio, Brianio. Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of the Footy Social Club. Um, I'm joined by Gaz and Ryan today as we do our um, third episode of what we are calling the best uh, player for each club um, so far this season. Um, without further ado, let's start with um, Palace and I'll come over to Gaz for that one. Yeah, uh, interesting one with Palace. Um, obviously, the best so far, you know, uh, could have gone for the likes of... I mean, I could have gone for the likes of Eze and Elise, you know, while they do stand out, you know, being their best players, um, you know, in numbers and assists-wise. But, you know, the main thing is for me is is I, I'm, I find some of these guys a little bit overrated because they're not producing the stats and the numbers that they should be for their ability. Um, and I think some of these players can fall into a bit like a become a bit like a Yannick Balassi. Remember him? He didn't, you know, he looked all his promise and then cool. kind of like petered, petered down. And I find this, I find that happens a lot with Palace players. Um, so I'm actually going to go make it a little bit different up this time. I'm going to go for a defender for Palace. Uh, Palace being renowned, being much more solid at the back. Uh, <clears throat> you know, typical Roy style. So I'm going to go for Joachim Anderson. Uh, it was a toss-up between him and that Mark Gay. It was really close between the two. Um, but like I said, he looked every bit of a general at the back and he looks quite solid. So he, he, I, I think I'd favour him. Normally you pick people with assists and, and, and things like that, but I'm going to go with uh, my, my pick, uh, Joachim Anderson. What do you think, Ray? What are you going for? <laughs> you killed me, mate, because uh, that's exactly what I've gone with. Uh, <laughs> doing a bit of research. You say about assists as well. He's got two goals, which yeah. disgustingly is joint second highest. He's a joint second highest scorer. Yeah. He's also got an assist. Um, but yeah, the fact that they've only conceded 18 goals in 13 games, 11 tackles won, 11 interceptions, over 83% pass completion. He said eight, he's, he's eight shots on goal and five shots on, to on target, which is more than Schlupp. Decore and Mateta, and yeah. all of those have featured in nine games, which is pretty disgusting, really. It probably doesn't say much about Palace's attack. Although, that being said, I'm going to completely contradict myself, as I love to do. Um, my honourable mention is actually going to go to Edward. He, I found he's easily their most productive forward. Five goals, 20 shots, 13 on target. We've said it about other clubs, the likes of Sally, you take away his goals, you take away Solanke's goals. Where would Palace be without his five goals of the 13 that they scored? Could be in some serious trouble. Steve, yeah. what do you reckon? Yeah, yeah, for a, for a team that are in 13th place, um, four wins and three draws um, in the whole of the season, only 15 points, they've not, they've not exactly tore it up, have they? So... The only, I mean, I've got a couple of honourable mentions. Um, Sam Johnston, who's had five clean sheets in the games I he's played. I nearly went with him. I, I was close with yeah. him. He's a great keeper. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it it does sum up Roy's side really the fact that actually you know you we're, we're talking about some of the defenders when generally it's the attacking players who come to mind when we're doing these. Um, yeah, Eze to me hasn't done quite enough and has been a little in and out because of the fact of injuries and bits and pieces. I'd got um, Edward um, for his um, for his five goals, um, but yeah, I'd also got Joachim Anderson as being a standout. Um, and he scored the winner against Man United, which obviously has you know contributed to three of the points that they've picked up this season. So I have no issues with agreeing with really probably both of you and saying that Jocking Manderson looks to me to have been the standout player for Palace this season. So, yeah, pretty happy Full with out. that. Full yeah, out. Full out. That is rare for us, isn't yeah. it? It's hey? <laughs> starting to sound like we know what we're on about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't fool people. Don't want to fool people too no, much. So, it's all, right. um, all we all have, all we all have, to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably yeah. Um, so uh, on to um, on to the next side. That's um, that's Brentford, um, sitting in eleventh place. Uh, four wins, four draws, five defeats. 19 goals for 18 against, so a plus one goal difference, uh, 16 points this season. Um, and as I went to you first, Gaz, let's go to uh, to Ryan for uh, Brentford's uh, best player of the season so far. Thanks, mate. Well, yeah, for me, I, I, did, I did I did think this is a bit of an obvious one. Um, I've gone with him, Buemo. For me, I, I think he's really picked up the mantle while Tony's been out. The obvious stats are six goals, two assists this season. He's also leading the team in shots on goal and on target. Again, similarly to Joachim Anderson, scored winners. And yeah, I just think he's just a real standout player. Provides a lot of pace up front, great runs. And probably should have more than what he does have, in fairness. Um, Honourable mention, I've actually gone for Ethan Pinnock. Um, I don't know if that's going to be a random one or not. Again, feel that he's stepped up while Ben Ben Mee's been out. Twenty plus interceptions, nine tackles, one over eighty five percent pass completion. I know I've, I touch on that a lot, but it's such a possession based game. Without that, I think when you look at the lower teams, they don't have that that sort of completion level, and maybe that's why, to a degree, they're suffering. He's also chipped in with a goal as well. So I know he was sort of burst onto Brentford's scene at the back end of last season. But, yeah, I think he's he's been a standout player for them this year. What do you reckon, Steve? Yeah, I'd, I'd, got, I'd got both those two. Um, I did have a look at um, uh, Visa, who plays up front alongside Mbimo, um, who, um, who hasn't quite hit the heights that he has. He's got three goals, one assist. Um, Matthias Jensen, I thought, was worth of an honourable mention. Um Three goals in 12 games, two assists, 21 chances created. But I'm like you, Ryan. I couldn't possibly see past Brian Waimeo. Waimeo? Waimeo? However you pronounce it. It's <laughs> as bad as the old... That's as bad as Brian. Let's just go with Brian. Yeah, yeah. Because like, let's go with Brian. <laughs> big, big Brian. <laughs> big Brian. Good old if Brian. In doubt, if in doubt, go big Brian. Big then, no, yeah. Um... <laughs> um yeah, he's 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 been a standout, and without without Ivan Tony, you know, at the end of the day, he's had to step up. I don't know whether you feel this, 
um, Ryan obviously we've still got to come on to Gaz's um, selection, but he seems to be the sort of player who seems to get himself into a lot of good positions and doesn't always yeah. doesn't always take them. I mean, you know, you'd sort of think he could be up to ten or twelve goals by now if he'd have taken all the chances he's had. But uh, yeah, so yeah. that's my opinion anyway. Yeah. But over to you, Gaz. For you know, I know you sometimes come up with a left field one, so let's uh, let's see what you've got. So. <laughs> Uh, no, well, you both mentioned the two, so I'll start with my honourable mention just to keep it a little bit interesting. Uh, I actually think that Matthias Jensen has been very good. Uh, I've actually got three goals and three assists, so whatever research you've been doing and I've been doing, right. someone's made a mistake with one, doing them out of an assist. <laughs> uh, but we're going to say, let's just be generous in the three and three. But no, I've he stepped into the boots in midfield because Buemo's now turned into more of that much as the leading man, you know, with with uh, Tony out. So uh, my, my my picks uh, my picks and Buemo, uh, big Bry, uh, he he's been very very good uh, stepping into uh, Tony's shoes. You know, on, I think he took, takes penalties as well. He's he's on everything. He's he's like an integral part of their team. They've had some really bad luck with some of their injuries as well, um, especially at the back, and that's why I think some you know Brentford's been quite inconsistent this year. But yeah, um, they he's have, always. They? Yeah, yeah. There's a few that there's a few that have been out as far as um, yeah. as far as um, Brentford have been turned at the back. So perhaps that has yeah. been a bit of a thing. So and, and you're but right, Ryan. I did that. Because yeah. I did pick up on Ethan Pinnock as being as being another honourable mention, and Nathan Collins I'd got as well, who's, yeah. who's obviously been stepping in. So, so yeah, yeah. ex-West Ham, he's, he's young, he's young, isn't he? He's a young guy, and to yeah. step up as a centre back and yeah. put in the performances he has, I think he just deserves a shout out. Yeah, because Ben Mee's a general at the back day. I mean, he's been out injured, isn't he? He's almost on everyone. He's he's their kind of leader, and obviously he's been out for a while. So obviously for young boys to step up, which is always good. But I think we've got to give it to him, Bemo, and we lads. Yeah, I, I so. completely agree with that, boys. Completely agree. So. Good, good. I'm glad. Christ, this is uh, this is an easy one. This one, we're all, we're all in. We all... start with Burnley, yeah. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Um, Burnley. You can Burnley all yourself if you want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Burnley sitting in twentieth place, one win, one draw, eleven defeats, ten goals for, thirty-two goals against. To say they're open is an understatement with a minus 22 goal difference. Um, four points this season uh, and on course to break Derby's record of the record lowest points in the division. Um, I've actually not got much for Burnley, if I'm honest with you. I mean, I, know, I do know a few of their players. I know a lot of their players, but actually to try and get somebody who stood out was a bit harder to do, <laughs> as you boys have obviously uh, has obviously found. I've got, because... to be fair, I've got, I've got one. I've got one, but no, yeah. it was one. <laughs> yeah, because I've got I've got two. I've got uh, on, I've got an honourable mention um, for Josh Brownhill, who I think is they're a different side when he plays in midfield. Um, he's that sort of player who gets box to box, gets himself a goal. Um, only played twelve games, so you know, at the end of the day, not played many games. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, so, but my um, my overall pick would be Lyle Foster, although he's actually only played seven games because he's been sent off and bits and pieces. Three goals, two assists, um, plenty of chances created. I just think that he's been been Bournemouth, sorry, Burnley standout in a side that's been absolutely woeful. If we're truthful with you, you know, at yeah. the end of the day, really. 
we should probably just be giving it to somebody in the crowd who actually turns up every week in, week out, and follows them home and away. In, in truth, because you know they've they've not stepped up to the Premier League like they should have done, and that's a big issue for them. But yeah, so that's my opinion of them anyway. But over to you, uh, over to you, Ryan, for your opinion on uh, on who you got for Burnley. Yeah, I mean, to, to be fair, it's it's very similar, so I won't take too. Like, for me, I have actually used the word embarrassing about Burnley. I expected a lot more of them. They've only went down, I think, for one year. I know they had a lot of players on loan last season, but I just feel that with the number of signings they've made, it seems like they've got a bit of a fractured dressing room. I don't see a team. I see a lot of... Yes, they've got young players, but I see a lot of individuals. Um, and for me, I couldn't I couldn't pick anybody outside of Lyle Foster. I, I've got the same stats as you, so it's good that we're uh, you and I are in sync. We're great. I also picked them... I also picked it, you know, the guy's taking a break from the game, obviously, at the moment, due to mental health reasons. So to perform the way he has, we've got, we, and we don't know what's going on in the background, and to perform the way he has, potentially all season, with this going on, I just think he, he's he's the only standout player for me. I, I, I looked at Brownhill as well, but I just don't think, I don't think they're battling enough in midfield even to, to give it to, to anybody else. So for me, yeah, no-brainer. Yep. Oh, no, I do get that. And just just on that, while we're talking about mental health, if anybody does ever want to reach out to us at the Footy Social Club, we're all here for comments. You know, we don't know we talk about likes and subscribes and that sort of thing, but actually, you know, life's more important than that. So if you ever need any um, any you know any help or any just somebody to talk to, you know, we're all on the socials. We're on the Twitter. We're on um, obviously the YouTube's. We're on Facebook, um, Instagram. So please just do rate, reach out to us if you uh, if you do ever need uh, need anything or assistance, sort of thing. So, Gaz, over to you for your um, for your Burnley uh, probably one pick. Yeah. So I found <laughs> this really tough to pick because obviously normally you pick things on, on assists and goals and. Uh, but I haven't done any of that because they don't score hardly any. So because they're poor. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to start with, uh, you know, sorry, Bur- sorry, Burnley fans, but I'm going to go with some honourable mentions that I've seen that look, look good in the past or decent enough players. And one of them was Sander Burge. I thought he he used to be a really good player for Sheffield United, and he was quick. I thought he could have done a lot. And I was thinking, well, why aren't you doing it at Burnley? You know, why aren't you not doing it at Burnley? So. I can't understand why he hasn't, you know, lightened it up a bit more. Um, you know we're doing got... players of the season, not last season, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm doing players of the season. It's going to be a potential promise. We're going to get Chris Wood in a minute, are we? But they don't do anything. They don't, they don't actually do anything. So they don't score any goals. Like the stats, uh, um, uh, Matt will be putting the, the stats on, so they'll be shite. <laughs> right? So I'm really going to say, look, Burge has been, he's got a lot of ability. He should be doing better. He's been all right. Uh, Brownhill, been all right. And Coley Osho, who we've missed, he's probably been right. So out of those three, they're the best three. And that's all I'm going to say about Burge. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So, uh, I think, as you didn't mention, Lyle Foster, but we both did. I suppose, yeah. you know, you know, we're that's do. Is, yeah. Best. I think we've. I think we've sort of said it before. We've best of a bad bunch. Best of a bad bunch. Really, bunch exactly. Best so, of a bad bunch. 100%. Yeah, so, sorry, so, sorry, Burnley fans, but not yeah. enough. Not enough for me. Well, I thought they were going to be the surprise package. I did too. I thought they were going to be shitting on the thought. I thought they were going to come up oh. and. And and be a like a different Burnley, like a and they're nothing. Not, they're not even the, the the grind out Burnleys. You know, I thought they were going to come up and 
try and do something, and they've done nothing. Uh, no, I was I was really hoping that Vincent. There. I was hoping that Vincent Company was going to really wow us with the with the football they played, and they were going to be you know expansive and you know attacking and all that sort of stuff. And to be fair, they do try and play upstand and uh, you know. <laughs> attack and football yeah. but unfortunately they're just so open at the back and they make so many mistakes at the back with regards to giving the ball away to these Very teams cool. that play the high press or you know whatever that's just it's just never going to happen anyway so so from one team that have not been performing particularly well to um, our next club uh, Man United who just seemed to be getting away with it so uh, Man United who are in sixth place eight wins five defeats no draws this season. I think that probably tells you a little bit about how their season has been particularly up and down. 16 goals for, 16 goals against, 24 points. Uh, over to you, Gaz, for your uh, for your Man United players of the this season is, so far. This has been the easiest one for me ever. <laughs> and I'll be stunned if no one picks this guy. Because... First of all, there's no honourable mentions here either because this guy is the only guy at United that seems to be doing anything that I've seen. Uh, if you so, say Onana, three... mate, I'm going to be like, actually like... <laughs> so, so listen to this. He scored three goals from a from a midfielder doing loads of donkey work. He's, he's a bit of a donkey work. He does, uh, you know, he puts in a bit of a shift. Uh, he's certainly not the glamorous for players you've ever seen. He, he scored three goals. Um Every time he plays and starts, he's had seven starts and they've won five times, right? The other two times where they didn't start, right, was what was against Man City, which they're going to get beat against Man City, and away at Brighton. So literally any other time, they win when this guy plays. And uh, it's McTominay. Uh, McTominay, uh, just without shadow out, he's one of them guys that they need to build a team around him. He's the only guy that looks as if he's like, wants to pull a proper shift in week in, week out when he plays. And, yeah, he's probably not the most glamorous of people in the world. But, yeah, for me, he's a standout and 100% I'll go with him. So, what's your thoughts, right? Um, he's actually my honourable mention. Uh, I, I, I picked him out because I'm pretty sure it was against Brentford. He scored the two lit, really lit goals yeah. for them to win. And I do think that that was a bit of a a turning point and a pivotal point in United's, what I would call, floundering season. Had they lost that, the pressure would have been, I think it might have been four defeats for Ten Hag. They've went on a bit of a run since. I do agree he doesn't shy away from the responsibility. I think there's been a few people in the media that have called him out for like effort and stuff. But for me, he turned. he's turned around a situation in the summer where he was being linked with a move, I think, to West Ham. Um, and is now probably one of the first names on the sheet, yeah. uh, team sheet, sorry. Um but following on from that type of environment, I've actually gone with a, I've actually gone with Harry Maguire as a bit of a left field pick. Um, it might sound ridiculous because I know he's not played all the games, and while their run has been kind recently, it's not a coincidence. Since he's come back in the team, they've looked more solid. I think Steve, you referenced sixteen goals conceded. You know, Anana was looking really shaky behind, um, at the back. He's come in, gets a lot of he gets a lot of stick. But they're a lot more solid. He seems to have regained his confidence. And as a result, the errors have been cut out. You know, there's been, I think he got a handball against him or something in Champions League where he can't cut his arm off. So for a guy who was completely treated like shit for me by Ten Hag, um, I thought he was bang out of order trying to pretty much force him out of the club. 
He's stuck by it. He's taken the fact that he's no longer captain and still leading from the front. So I've actually gone with Harry Maguire. Steve, what do you reckon? Yeah, no, interesting. Um, I did think about Maguire, um, but I just think, for me, he's not quite been in the back in the side long enough. Although I do agree the fact they do look a lot stronger with him in the side. In fact, they actually look a lot stronger um, with uh, Wambasaka and Luke Shaw back. And you know, I know we talk about injuries and stuff, and we laugh about the fact of how poor they've been. But actually, they do, they do to them too do contribute to their to their um, attack and play and the way they like to play. Um, my honourable mention. Um, is for McTominay. I've got to be truthful with you. I do think that he's been a you know standout, and he has again pulled the team up. Um, yeah, ten goal. Sorry, three goals in ten games since he's been back in the side, and obviously he hasn't started every one of those games. Um, I actually went myself for Bruno, and I know that's probably going to polarise opinions, but three goals, thirteen games, uh, forty-two chances created. 2.33 chances per 90 minutes and I sometimes feel that if he'd got better players in the front three perhaps more confident players is perhaps a better word for it he would be having and looking a lot better as far as the season is concerned um, but I can't I almost can't disagree with the fact that McTominay has been good and I really like him as a player I really think that I mean we, we discussed it didn't we earlier in the season when we are on the pods and saying you know, why is he not playing him? You know, he's outstanding for Scotland. He seems to, you know, always turn up with a goal for Scotland. And you know, he's he is just a he's just a just a just a standout really, as far as that's concerned. So I don't mind who we go for. Um, I would just like to touch on, and you know, I'll ask you both your opinions, and particularly Maguire and 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 McTominay earlier in the season, because it certainly seemed like both of them were pushed out, and both players have have come back and actually almost shown him what they're all about. And, you know, they've, they've got the, the cojones for it, for want of a better, for a better thing. But, I mean, do you think that that reflects quite badly on Eric Ten Hag or? I just don't think he knows one. his best team. I just think he's just a bit, I think he was just trialling it out. I, I think he's, he's for the chopping board for me. I just don't think... You are, they've got a terrible run coming up of games, United, and it, it's all going to come. You give it another three or four more weeks, and it'll all be back on him again. It'll all come on top of him again, and he, he'll probably end up going. Oh, that's what I believe is going to happen because I think United are really they're punching above their weight in points that they've got this season. I mean, late goals and, and beating people one nil and looking poor and like, like I said. For me, I just think he, he just doesn't know his best team and I just don't think he's any good myself. That's just my opinion. Hmm. That's fair enough. Yeah. No, I, 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 I do agree, guys, that, that their run has been kind and I think over Christmas it's not so kind. Um, yeah. I think it, I think it's probably both sides. The media are jumping all over the fact that you know he's had to be strict with Greenwood and ostracise him. Um, he had to do the same with Anthony. Obviously, I don't necessarily agree with what he did. Um, I disagree, sorry, with what he did with Sancho either. Sancho is not bigger than the club, and had it had it been under Ferguson, Ferguson would have banished him as well. But I think he's gained a bit of a reputation externally for that. And then Maguire, on paper, he, he didn't fancy him. So managers are allowed not to fancy players. 
I didn't necessarily agree with the McTominay. I can understand getting rid of not wanting Maguire based off the number of mistakes he made last year, although they did finish fourth and win a trophy. The McTominay one didn't make sense for me at all. So it, you, you do start have to look at the manager. Does he have a bit of a a bit of a problem in terms of how he's man managing players? But we don't know what goes on behind the scenes. McTominay might have been thinking, or his agent might have been kicking up a fuss. This guy starts for Scotland and yet can't make it into a pretty bang average Man United midfield. You just don't know. Um, but I think it, it's kudos to both to both of them, and maybe a bit of that without you know saying anything bad about the foreigners. They've got a bit more sort of heart for the fight. You know, they, they want to put up more of a fight to stay with the club. McTominay coming through the ranks, Maguire having captain in the club, where it would be it would have been easy for them to leave. So I, I give I give credit to both players for sort of sticking around and proving the manager wrong. Yeah, I I, I just my take on it is I get the the real impression from from a, the, any United fans that I talk to that they're just they're almost happy to have. Um, Eric Ten Hag as their manager, but they're never excited. They're never. They're almost waiting for that next crisis to sort of start and stuff. It's not. It's not free flowing football. It's not. You know. It's not. There's, there's, there doesn't seem to be a bit of a pattern. And they almost sort of feel like they're taking the mick out of their own selves, almost as far as when they're supporting the club. As far as the fact, you know, oh yeah, you know, we we do hear Matt on our podcast, which to be fair. If anybody hasn't, or this is the first time you've listened to one of our podcasts, we we do a regular Monday and a regular Friday. We do a review on the Friday, and we do a, obviously a, a preview on sorry a, a review on the on the Monday of the games that have gone on on the a weekend, and a, and a preview on the Friday, um, and bets and all sorts of stuff that come out on the channel. But it's almost like they 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 sort of take the mick out of themselves, the and they're sort of like almost self deprecating and. I don't think they want to be doing that. I just think that's just how they've become because of the way that the club has been run and how that's how you know how things are at United at the moment. You know. So. Do, do you know what I do find weird is obviously they they got him because he was coming from Ajax and Ajax are known for playing a typical style of football. I haven't seen that. Yeah. I think that's probably what's most been most disappointing. And you're right about United fans. Like anybody who I speak to is that like they win a game and the first thing they say is we were shit. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, that's, that's yeah. not that's the, that's not even even Solskjaer they weren't they weren't, say, they weren't yeah. saying that even under Solskjaer and I didn't rate him at all but I, I just wonder where his philosophy I don't know what his style of football is I think Matt's no. referenced that before no. I'd, 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 that's I'd, a problem I'd quite I mean I know you you two have both got sides who are in the sort of top five top six at the minute and sort of stuff but I would really like to see United almost come back and start to at least play a little bit of expansive football and be a bit more attractive because they were always decent to watch so you know that's my personal nah. I'm, no, I'm no United supporter but at the end of the day it's nah, just something right. like, you know I just think they it's good to reference years. I love them suffering they, they have 20 years of winning 20 years of winning leagues having glory hunters ram it down your throat no thanks they can uh, they can suffer like well certainly Gaz and I have had to suffer over the years <laughs> They've had everything for twenty odd years. Yeah, no, they can have another thirty years of winning nothing. I'm, I'm more than happy with that. Alright, well I'll take your opinion on that, boys. That's fine. So, <laughs> so on to the last club we're gonna cover um on today's one. We have got another one. Um oh, so we're going from McTominay, by the way, guys. McTominay. Yeah, so, yeah sorry, yeah, McTominay. Yeah, 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 we'll yeah, we'll clip 
up. Yep, yep. Thank you very much, Gaz, for reminding me of that. Apologies. Um, yeah, we go on to, to our last team today, which is Brighton. Um, eighth place, six wins, four draws, three defeats, which quite surprised me, actually. They've only had three defeats. Um, 28 goals, um, four, 23 against, so a plus five goal average, 22 points overall. So, um, sort of, you know, they're just sort of hanging around that sort of seventh, eighth, ninth place, aren't they, Brighton? They don't, you know, they're never ever going to be mid-table, but they're never quite going to get into the top four from what I see anyway. But, uh, yeah, over to you, boys. Go on, Gaz, you start us off with this one. Yeah, I'll keep it short and sweet with Brighton. Um, two players I've really kind of thought been really good. But actually, I'm going to give three players a quick one. Uh, the first player, he's actually injured at the moment. He started the first six games, played really well as a wing-back got a goal and three assists uh, I like him I've always liked him he's a very he's a definite champions uh, sorry a um, fancy football pick I always chuck in uh, and it's a stupid uh, I think he's been he's, he's rock solid going forward and they miss him bit you know you know bombing forward and uh, you know whipping balls in so um, uh, but but I am I was then left with two dilemmas which was either Matoma or Evan Ferguson and I like both. I'd have both at Spurs in a heartbeat. I think they're that good. Um, Evan Ferguson isn't worth 90 million or 100 million, which they put a slap tag on his name. Um, he's got six goals. Um, looks looks every bit of player for sure. Uh, but for me, I've edged Matoma. Uh, Matoma, you know, three goals, four assists. I like him. Really good player. Very good, both footed. Likes to go past someone, and uh, he's like, you know, I call him like Son Part Two. Uh, he's kind of that sort of ability to be able to go past someone and and, and, and uh, with pace. And I actually quite like him. So uh, for me, Matoma all day long. Okay. Fair enough. Right. Okay. Well, I do think you've gone a little bit off Matoma from last season. Um, I, I, maybe maybe I'm being harsh on him. I, I don't think he's hit the levels. Three of last goals, season. four assists. I know. What, what, uh, I was, was going to sort of. I have critiqued it a little bit. I don't necessarily think he's not as on form as last season, but I think, as I've said before, I do think Deserby tinkers too much with his team. And if he had been playing every game, his, his stats would probably be a lot better, and he would yeah. have a case. Yeah. Um, so it's it's not a fact. It prob- it's, I don't think he's been performing poorly. I just wouldn't have him in the top two based off this season. Um, my honourable mention's actually gone to João Pedro. Um, came into the club for pretty big money for for Brighton in the summer. He's got four goals and a, an assist. Which, considering he's only started four games, I know he, he's made a total of nine, featured in nine games, but he's only started four, and he's changed a couple of the games that he's come on or, or started in with his contribution. So for me, that's what I've, I've looked at. Like he was very good against Forest at the weekend, for example. Um, but as you've already mentioned, and for me, I actually see this as a no-brainer. Is, is Evan Ferguson? Uh, he very much showed last year the potential that he has, and he's followed on with that this year, which for me gives him that edge. Six goals in eight starts. So you know, for, for me, like that's 0.75 goals a game. Um, he did score a hat-trick in one minute, didn't he? He did, uh, yeah. But uh, and sometimes stats can be can be foiled. But when you look at a, a stri- you know top strikers at the moment in the Premier League, I don't think there's many. And I think Steve, you pointed out on Monday, his finish against Forest was was world class. I'm not going to sum it up any other way. 
it was just it didn't it didn't smash the ball, but it was just placed, you know, eloquently. I would say. I mean, I just think he's the next. He's the next. When you look at Brighton players, next next big player is going to be sold, or you know, teams looking for a striker who are going to be. With, I agree. I don't think it's worth ninety to hundred million, but Brighton command what they want because they don't need the money. So you either pay it or you you don't get him. So yeah, I think he's going to be the next big one that's going to be looked at. But for me, uh, it was just a no-brainer. Evan Ferguson, Steve, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'd got. I mean, you've you've made all the stats that you'd sort of said about the about um, Matoma. I'd I'd picked him up as an honourable mention. Um, Joel Pedro, yeah, I'd picked him up as an honourable mention because I was I thought it was just interesting the fact that he's only started four games for him. You know, he's not yeah. he's not played the minutes. Um, another honourable mention, um, I thought, um, just looking at his stats, I thought Lewis Dunk could possibly have a mention. He's, he's held yeah. that he's yeah. held that Brighton defence together. Um, one goal. I thought two, him until the Forest thing. Yeah, just say, <laughs> the yeah, Forest yeah, thing just say, down. Yeah, 2.3 clearances per game. And yeah, and I did wonder if somebody might mark him down because of the forcing. Because uh, he yeah. gets so, he, I swept him off for that. That's bang yeah, out. Yeah. If you're listen, yeah. you listening, uh, Lewis, I'm, I'm sorry, mate. I do apologise. <laughs> you would have been in last week. <laughs> if only they were in the first two, eh? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, for me, yeah, I can't look further than, than Ferguson. I've got to be completely truthful. I, I actually think, and I. I know you won't agree with me, you two boys, but I think he's worth easily a hundred million pound because where do you find a striker who's as big and talented and you know just as as he is at his age? He's what he's eighteen or nineteen, I think he is from memory. He's incredible. I think, yeah, he's, he's, incredible, you know, he's, yeah. he, he's 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 very much he's very much Rooney esque. You know, we know what sort of career Rooney had. He does he does get all sorts of finishes and. For me, the talent of any player on any pitch is when they almost appear to have time. And that goal, as I say, he scored the weekend. That was just, a, and it's not the first time he's done it this season. That was just a, a finish of a man who's absolutely, you know, top draw. And and I think yeah. he's gonna, he is gonna have a, a hell of a career, providing he stays obviously fit for injury from injury. And let's hope he does. So, so yeah. So I've yeah, got, I think that's the thing. you know. So I, th- I do think if, if he can stay fit and if he can bang in 15, 20 goals this season, then I, then I agree. Then he's sort of, he's backed up what the promise that he showed last year. And he's yeah. just got to do it throughout a full season, continuously yeah, score goals. And then, I'm, yeah, they, you're right. There's not many of them around. I think one of the stats I... Sheer... I was going to say, one of the Go stats on. I did see is obviously he's, 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 he's only started eight games. He has played in all 12 or all 13 now. Um, one one goal every fifty five minutes, which for any striker at any level is is you know yeah. top draw. So at the end of the day for that, that's what that's yeah. you know another reason I'd sort of picked him out. So sorry, he reminds me he's, very, he's nice guy. He's, he's very kind of Shearer esque, isn't he? He's got that stature of like he's like Kane almost. It's like like a young Harry yeah, Kane. That's how I see him. Uh, and if, if he does anything that Kane's done, obviously he's going to be superb. But you know he just looks big, strong. Looks if he's Got to put it about a bit, even at his age. So uh, I can see him staying a couple of years at Brighton, and then someone snapping him up for sure. Yeah, I don't know so why he stays that long. Yeah, two. Couple, yeah. I, a couple of years. I think he'll be probably gone before that. You and think? he could go, and he and he could go to Spurs because in the day, let's face it, you have got you know you've got money to spend, and there's other clubs, you know your Arsenal's and stuff. Arsenal, got, Spurs, you know, Chelsea. So. 
because they yeah. Chelsea love to buy a Brighton player, don't they? So. Yeah, just for a change. Literally <laughs> <laughs> keep up the float for another five years. <laughs> What's that? You want 100? We'll give you 150. Yeah, done. We'll take your manager on, you're at it. You know. yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea right, so. and Brighton. You know, you don't need to do a bank transfer and, and you add one as a beneficiary. They're the only one in as a speed dial beneficiary. You just, kept, yeah, just send them another 100 mil. Send them another 50 mil. doesn't even ask. Bank doesn't even ask. This auto transfers to buy. Yeah, yeah. Telephone number. Put yeah. the telephone number. Send. Done. Yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, we're going to go for Fer- Ferguson, are we, guys? Ferguson, yeah. yeah Ewan so. Ferguson, yeah. So. I'm happy with that. So, yeah, so that, I'm happy with that. That, that, that wraps up this week's one, boys. So, um, just a recap. Um, for Palace, we went for uh, Joachim Anderson. For uh, Brentford, we went for Big Brian Waymo. Um <laughs> For, for Sorry, Burnley. Steve. What's his name again? Sorry, Steve. What's his name again? <laughs> Sorry, guys. Things are getting a bit. Uh, <laughs> for, for Burnley, we went for better a bad bunch in some respects, and as I let's hope he is back and fully planned soon enough. Lyle Foster. Um, we went for Scott McTominay at Man United. I think overall, um, and then for Ewan Ferguson at um, at Brighton. So. Uh, Obviously, if anybody's watching this, uh, let us know your comments. Let us know what you think. Do you agree? Do you disagree with uh, what we're saying? Um, you know, do you think we all we all don't know any anything about your clubs at all? And you've got other players who you might well, you know, Burnley fans. Do you know? Is there anybody else who, we've, who we haven't mentioned? Sort of sort of thing. So, um, please do remember to to give us a like if you have enjoyed the content. Um, give us a, give us a follow or a subscribe. Um, As I say, we are all over the socials. Um, Thanks ever so much for watching, and we'll see you on the next one.